Sometimes as technologists, we tend to be a little black and white. And so what I try to do is bring that experience of trying to make people laugh, of trying to educate people. And as somebody who always enjoyed learning a little about everything, if I can bring that through a podcast to a wider audience and get them to laugh, get them to learn a little something new and get them to walk away saying, I came into this podcast not knowing X, I walk away knowing a little something more of interest, you know, then I think we've, we've done our job. Welcome to Light Data Action, the podcast that's on a mission to help you discover new technology trends and tools and better understand how they affect the world around us. Light Data Action is sponsored and produced by Lumen Technologies, the platform for amazing things. I'm your host, Terry Barbonis, and in each episode, I'll speak with industry executives and thought leaders to discuss how these technologies change the way we do business, how they influence the fourth industrial revolution, and how you can stay ahead of the innovation. If you're ready, let's join the conversation. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to do a little something different. Ever since we launched Light Data Action at the beginning of the year, We've gotten feedback from listeners throughout the various episodes that apparently I, I don't talk enough about myself on these episodes, and certainly not the first episode. And so we decided that it would be fun, educational even, to do a Meet the Host episode. And for the first time, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, I'm going to hand the mic over to one of the co-producers of this show. Heidi Stanton, and she's actually going to have me as her guest on this episode. Heidi, welcome to the other side of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for having me join you today, Terry. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So I think we'll just dive in here. I obviously know you quite well at this point. The notorious, the famous Terry Barbonis, the Greek that always has plenty to say. And I'd just love for you to share a little bit about yourself so our audience can get to know you better. Yeah, well, thank you for those kind words. So, yes, I am Greek, first and foremost. I was actually born in Istanbul. Greek is actually my first language. English was my second language. I've been in technology almost 30 years now. I grew up in northern New Jersey, about 45, 50 miles outside of New York City, and I haven't always been this colorful personality, if you will. Nobody ever believes me, but I grew up very shy. I was very much of a nerd. And so it wasn't until college, some of my quote unquote friends actually convinced me to do stand-up comedy, which if you could imagine was pretty audacious for somebody that was shy. And that was really a, a pivotal point to me enjoying what I, what I do now, which is you know, talking to everybody I can and just being not only a glass half full type of individual, but a glass always full individual in terms of what I do. I think the term passionate curiosity is something that I sort of grasped onto early on and yeah. an insatiable need to know a little bit about everything, which is what makes you know doing this podcast so exciting for me because every time I speak with one of our with one of our guests on a different topic, I learn something that I didn't know. And then the other thing that people always find interesting is if it wasn't for other than technology, I would probably be doing something in the culinary world. You know, growing up Greek with a mother and grandparents and others that cooked all the time, 
and then having an opportunity later in life to actually uh, spend about seven months in a uh, fine dining professional restaurant kitchen when I lived in Boston at the time really became a huge passion for me. And when I'm not doing technology, I'm basically either working on a new recipe or finding a new place, a new uh, dining experience, culinary experience, you know, to, to get into. Does that make me sound interesting? <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. If only, if only we weren't all working remotely, because then we'd be able to try all of these things that you're, that you're cooking. So yeah, absolutely. So can you explore a little bit more into your background in tech, how you got started, what excites you about tech, that, that kind of thing? So I actually went to, I mentioned college being a turning point. I actually went to college to study architecture. And, you know, in architecture, there were students that enjoyed the board work, sort of the drafting aspects of sitting in one of those tables that you've seen that are slanted and creating blueprints, renderings of buildings and other ideas. There were others that focused on building these incredible models of whatever their design was. And I ended up falling in love with computer-aided design, or CAD, as a lot of people may have heard it. And you know, back in that time, computer-aided design ran on specialized computers specifically designed for CAD. And I really just adhered to that and thought, this is really, really neat. And so after college, trying to figure out you know, what I want to do when I grow up, I happened to get a temp job, which was intended just to be a temp job at AT&T in New Jersey. They were actually headquartered in northern New Jersey at the time. And I got a job within a group that focused on emerging business services, emerging technologies. And they also happened to be aligned with the legendary Bell Labs, Bell Laboratories, which was the research and scientific development arm of AT&T at the time. And so even though I didn't work directly for Bell Labs, I got this incredible opportunity as somebody who had really become passionate about this thing called technology, I got this incredible opportunity to speak with and kind of hang out with some of the smartest, most interesting people that even to this date I'd ever met. And so what ended up as a temp job where I was basically working in the corporate legal department, creating Word documents because somebody was out sick, turned into another opportunity and it went from temp to now into permanent roles. From that point, like I said, almost 30 years ago, I got the opportunity to work for some of the largest companies in the world in various industries. And I also got the opportunity to go from an individual contributor to sort of moving over to a, a leadership track. And so I've spent about half my career, I would say, in a role such as chief information officer, chief technology officer, then obviously as an individual contributor. But that's really what pushed me into it was that initial experience with computer-aided design. And it's funny that you, you know, I think about it today because what, I, what had to be run on these specialized computers back then can now basically be run on your tablet. But that's really how my initial kind of forte into technology, I really backed into it uh, rather than having an intent right from the get-go to say, I'm going to go into technology. It became sort of a passion of mine more than, um, more than a job. And that passion and curiosity I just mentioned really pulled the thread on it. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, such a, so much experience behind you, 30 years in tech. Um, obviously you use that knowledge to the absolute extent that you can when you're speaking with our guests. So what 
led you into podcasting specifically? Yeah, so so a couple of things. One was going back to that college experience. Once I cut my teeth on getting up in front of people and trying to make them laugh, I actually got a radio show. I got an overnight show, the midnight to 6 a.m. Now, mind you, studying architecture is not an easy path in college. It's a five-year program, and you feel like you're working literally 24 hours a day. And so um, staying up late wasn't something that was unusual. And so I did this overnight show, no prior experience, just a love for doing it. Again, I worked with you know others that had radio shows that had done that sort of thing in the past. And again, I just learned and I, and I fell in love with the experience. And then fast forward, that also started to push me into public speaking in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often tell people uh, when it comes to public speaking, because I have both executives and uh, you know college graduates that have to do public speaking, ask me, how do you how do you do it? And it seems so effortless. Mm-hmm. And the two things that I tell them is, uh, one, it is not without practice. Whether we're planning for this podcast or I'm presenting to customers, there is always work that I do up front because you have to, right? Yeah. Um, but the second thing I tell people is there's always this fear that you're going to go up on stage and, and people are there to judge you. And the reality of it is, is you are up there as an expert. You're considered an expert in whatever you're presenting. That could be presenting, um, you know, how to properly do a cheese wine pairing, which is something that I've also done, uh, to talking about, you know, why digital twins are important in manufacturing. And so once you sort of address that and you do it often enough, then it becomes second nature. And so fast forward within Lumen, over the last few years in particular, every time I've presented, whether it's internally or in front of customers and so forth, I've had feedback from people say, you know, you should go into radio, you should Mm -hmm. go into broadcast, you should go into these things. And so I've had this idea about doing a podcast that's along the lines of the way that I like to banter with people, whether it was those folks at Bell Labs or whether it's within my current role and whether it's in marketing, is find a topic that's of interest and then have a conversation about it to both educate And also to entertain a little bit, right? Sometimes as technologists, we tend to be a little black and white. And so what I try to do is bring that experience of trying to make people laugh, of trying to educate people. And as somebody who always enjoyed learning a little about everything, if I can bring that through a podcast to a wider audience and get them to laugh, get them to learn a little something new and get them to walk away saying, I came into this podcast not knowing X. I walk away knowing a little something more of interest, you know, then I think we've, we've done our job. So it, to me, the podcast is really just the evolution of certainly not only my journey, but I think what becomes really important as technology gets more and more advanced is this idea of being able to distill it into something that people understand. Um, because I think once you get a broader audience to understand it now, uh, and you've democratized it more. Now it starts to build steam. Now you have other people that can use what you explain to them to start creating ideas for how we can use it more efficiently and better and so forth. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do at Lumen? I know you've had a couple different roles at this point here, but what are you doing now with Lumen? Yeah, in a few days, I will actually have been in the organization a decade already, 10 years. 
I think wow. I've had five, maybe six roles, mm-hmm. different roles, which was great because I'm a big believer that if you have an opportunity in any organization or in life to try different things, it gives you an opportunity to better distill what really drives you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when it goes uh, above and beyond just being a job, being a passion, as is my case. So now I'm an innovation strategist. That's my title, uh, Director of Innovation Strategy, rather, within Lumen's own Innovation Lab. So Lumen's research and development arm. And it, it gives me the opportunity, again, the passion for technology, but it gives me the opportunity to sort of look at what technology is trending. Where, where are we going in terms of various technologies? And then try to come up with ideas where we can take that technology and apply it to business challenges, for example. Apply it to things that we'd like to do using technology as the enabler, and then put that into motion in creating a prototype that basically validates that idea. And so every day, it ends up being about discovering something new, thinking about how it can be applied, and then taking the steps to actually prove out that idea. And then once it's proven, you can decide what to do with it from there, whether you know, it goes into our uh, product folks to turn it into a product or service that Lumen then sells to their customers or, you know, do something else with it. But that's really the gist of the, of the role. And again, it allows you to bring forward all of the things that I've enjoyed doing, whether it's speaking with individuals, digging into technology, and then the important one is figuring out how to bring all those together, connect the dots into something that's tangible and, and usable. Great. So speaking of digging into technology, when you're looking for a guest to line up for this podcast, what do you look for? What characteristics, what personality, what storyline, what do you what do you think consists of a good podcasting guest? Yeah, great great question. Uh, well, first off, the, to me the the topic, the pairing of the topic and the guest mm-hmm. is really the trick here. You could certainly and we sometimes start with the topic much in the same way that I'm looking at trends within the innovation lab, you know, we may say it'd be good to do something on digital twins, which I mentioned earlier. But then the trick is to find a guest in terms of qualities. First and foremost, you want a guest that not only can speak to the topic, but is really passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is we try hard to not make these podcasts into an interview. Right. We try to make them into sort of this very authentic banter where we kick off with a question or two and the guest in terms of the answer then provides that flywheel that gets the conversation started. And then there's a number of ways that we can go from there. I mean, once you have those dynamics, you don't need to create 20 different questions. You may still think about it, but what the 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 ideal episode, the ones that I think we've all looked at each other and said, wow, that was great, is one where we kicked off with a question or two. And then the response clarifying questions, volley and serve, really built steam in the same way of of this back and forth between two individuals that are very passionate about whatever the topic is. And they they want to have a discussion of compare, contrast, and and educate. Right. Absolutely. So I just have one last question for you. What makes you most excited about the technology industry today? It's always changing. For somebody like myself that is always looking to learn something new, 
I don't have to worry about it because on a daily basis, quite honestly, on a daily basis, I feel like if I don't read up on some new technology or, or, or learn a little something about some new technology that I'll fall behind. But to me, for me personally, it's gone beyond just identifying new technology. I've always been one that looked at technology from the perspective of how can we apply technology to improve our lives, to improve our jobs, to improve us as individuals. That doesn't always work that way, but I'm A, in a position to be able to think that way. One of the things, for example, that I love over the last few years, and we've done a couple of podcast episodes, is this idea of uh, sustainability, for example. So how do we use technology to become more sustainable in a pragmatic way, right? There's lots of times when technology is, ooh, we could do this and we can do that. I always think about it, what are the low-hanging fruit? And this all ties back into this whole idea that from a business perspective, doing well doesn't mean you can't do good. And so I really look at technology from that perspective rather than maybe some of the negative connotations for one reason or the other that, you know, you hear about things like, is social media good or bad and, and so forth. I, I try to push that aside. I, I look at technology from the perspective of there is always something new to learn about technology. And then two, what did I learn about a, a specific piece of technology today that I can apply to something? And ideally, how do I apply it to something where I can help move the needle? Even, even if it's such a small amount that you can't perceive it, if I can move it a little bit or at least feel like I've moved it, mm-hmm. then technology has served me in the way that I want technology to serve me and sort of how, how I look at it in the world. Terry, thank you so much for letting us flip the script on you today and having you join us and letting our audience get to know a little bit more about you. It's, it's been fun. Yeah, same here. I appreciate it. Maybe we can do Meet the Host 2 at some point down the road and see if anything has changed, although I'm pretty sure it, <laughs> it, it hasn't, but I've been doing this for too long. But I appreciate it. Thank you again. Thanks for joining another episode of Light Data Action. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows. You can also follow us on Twitter at Light Data Action and for more Lumen News at Lumen Tech Co. As always, we'd love to get your feedback and suggestions for future topics you'd like to hear on the show. And I hope you'll join us next time for another conversation.